and welcome into the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio Live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, Jack Pianta, Tennessee getting set to take on LSU tonight. LSU, the Tommy Bowl. Tennessee enters this game actually as a I'm pretty sure I saw a 14 and a half point favorite. The spot in us 14 and a half. Now actually dropped to 13 and a half since I checked this morning. Uh, that game will be at 7 o'clock on SEC Network. Tennessee enters this game 16 and 5, 6 and 2 in conference play to LSU's 12 and 9, 4 and 4 in the SEC. Obviously, Dalton Connect is going to be our leading scorer. 19.9 a game, averaging a pretty high number through the past eight games. Uh, let's see here. The Jonas Adu still. Our leading rebounder, Zakai Ziegler, still our assist leader. Jordan Wright from LSU, he leads them in points, rebounds, and assists. They got one guy pretty much trying steals to do as And well. steals. Yeah. I mean, he's basically their go-to guy. He does it all for he's them. He's the transfer from Vandy. Pretty sure he is. Yeah. Tennessee in their last five, of course, one loss coming to South Carolina, but wins over Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Alabama, and Florida. LSU, two and three in their last five. Notching and went against Arkansas this past Saturday. But for that, three straight losses. Lost to Alabama. Close loss to Georgia. Close loss to Texas A&M. But a victory over Ole Miss. You look at the matchup predictor. Tennessee has been given a 93% chance to win to LSU's seven. The over-under in this game is 152 and a half. The get-in price for this game, $5. $5. It's probably sold out, isn't it? Uh, Was it one of the ones sold out or you don't? Probably not. I don't know. A weeknight game might be tough. A weeknight game, uh, especially. I mean, I mean, we talked about this the other day. I hate these late tips. I mean, seven o'clock's not bad. <laughs> no, that's not bad. Seven o'clock's not awful. But when you start getting to the well, eight o'clock, the nine o'clock t- uh, tip offs, and then the one that we had that was what ten o'clock Eastern yeah. time against. But that was our weekend too, though. It was a weekend, but yeah. I mean, still, I mean, I mean, the, weeknight games are always going to be six thirty. Probably the earliest we're going to get. Yeah, unless you. Your St. Mary's and you have to play at eleven o'clock. Yeah, and then I find I find out when I wake up that I go five and zero <laughs> well, on the betting tracker yesterday. Brett, how are you, sir? Doing well. Uh, I won two last night, so that was good. <laughs> I had been struggling, but no, uh, no. Looking forward to the game tonight. A little nervous. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you, you wonder how you're gonna bounce back. I mean, we saw Kansas had their huge win. They go down. Then North Carolina did the same thing last night after their big win against Duke. Mm-hmm. So you're a little you're a little nervous. I mean, I mean last last time we saw them at home, they took an L. So mm-hmm. uh, this team's a little better offensively than that team was. But you know, I I think we should take care of business. But looking forward to it. I look forward to watching this play tonight. And tonight's a game. I don't know if we'll cover the fourteen and a half, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, you're going to be shooting a lot better than what you were. Last week against South Carolina, hope, I think yeah. that might have just been a one-off. I'm hoping yeah. that it was a one-off, mm-hmm. and the trend doesn't continue as to when the month of February starts that we start to falter. Uh, now, granted, you know when we falter, we usually play our best ball against teams, you know, like your Kentucky, yeah, like your Alabama, like that's where we play our best ball. Texas is another one. You play your best ball against them, and then for some reason we lose teams that we shouldn't. I don't think Tennessee's going to lose tonight. No. I think that we're going to pick up a win, and I think we're going to cruise pretty easily. I think Barnes kind of compared them more so to Kentucky than like a South Carolina. They oh, like really? to kind of go up and down more than. Yeah. I know they lead the conference in steals per game, like nine, ten a game. So they they play aggressively and uh, you know they they press a little bit. I think so. It's gonna be 
interesting. They're led by a couple transfers. So uh, I mean, they're a good defensive team. I mean, the we coach, can, we the, can coach call is, that the coach is a local guy. I think he went. He's from Oak Ridge. Uh, went to Oak Ridge High School You're and right. everything. Mm-hmm. So a uh, little homecoming for him, and you know, so they'll be they'll be ready to go. So yep. they got nothing to lose. As a team, Tennessee is averaging seventy nine point six points per game to LSU's seventy seven and a half. Tennessee is only allowing sixty seven point one to LSU's seventy two point two. Field goal percentage, they're about neck and neck. There is a one percent difference. Tennessee shooting forty four point eight, LSU shooting forty five point eight. Tennessee averaging 39.7 rebounds to LSU's 36.2. Tennessee's going to dish the ball around a little bit better. 17 assists per game to LSU's 12.5. Blocks, Tennessee has the edge by .7. Then you have the steal margin in which you mentioned, Brett, LSU, a really good defensive team. Nine steals per game to Tennessee's 7.9. Marcus, you got two last night. How are you today, sir? I got what last night? You got two picks right. <laughs> oh, I didn't make any picks yesterday. Yes, you did. We heard your ghost. Uh, so I'm dead now? My spirit? <laughs> you, you uh, if, I'm, if I'm dead, that means they're definitely not to make picks now. Oh, um, no. I mean, you were you were here in spirit yesterday. Oh, well, I didn't make picks, but good for whoever picked um, under my pseudonym. Your ghost. Which wasn't me. Um, I'm all right. I'm alive. I'm here. Feeling peachy. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, how are you, man? Uh, pretty good. Had a rough go last night with the bets, but um, yeah, looking forward to the game tonight. I'll be going, and uh, should be should be a win. We should get it done. I noticed on the tracker you'd picked uh, Vucevic to go under 15 and a half, and I checked in the third quarter, and he had 15. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, man. He, Not good. They, they were, the Bulls were in the double big lineup um, with him and Drummond to match Cat versus Gobert, and mm-hmm. So he got the Carl Anthony Towns matchup instead, which he benefited from for sure. Absolutely. We're actually going to be talking with Jake Crane from Crane & Company down at the Daily Wire in Nashville coming up here in the second hour at 11.20. Coming up here in about 12 minutes, we're going to move Mark the Tape up to 10.20 today. So Marcus will give his hot takes here in about 12 minutes. Oh. Be good to get you like that, man. Right when you just wake up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be have, I'll have some takes for you. He will I think. definitely have some takes. He will definitely have some takes. Go around the room here, just a second. What are you most confident in in tonight's game versus LSU? Do you think Dalton Connect bounces back? Is Zakai Ziegler going to have a good game? One of the things that I look at here is how good is Zakai going to play? Because as we mentioned last week, this team goes as Zakai goes. If he plays well, everybody around him is going to play well. Because if he's doing a good job of facilitating the offense, they're really going to thrive off of that. And if Dalton Connect is not open, they start double teaming him. Guess what? You know, you got a Vescovy out there. You got a Mayshack. And, you know, even Triple J, you know, with that performance he had on Saturday, can he replicate it or is he going to have the Kumwa effect where right. he goes for 22 and then goes for nothing for about three games? Yeah. And then, of course, I don't think you're going to see Cameron Carr after that shot that he took and it went off the side of the backboard. He, he did all right. I mean, he had a steal, had a sweet assist. I mean, Heck, who wouldn't be nervous first shot and like I don't even in games he's featured in, but to have one in uh, Rupp is probably uh, pretty nerve wracking from a corner too. I, I mean, he'd have been about as nervous as me with a ladybug. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't even believe you meant that on air. I mean, it is. I will call it like it is. Yes, I'm afraid of small insects. So what? <laughs> well, you had a little bit of a high pitched squeal almost when you saw it. It wasn't high pitched. Uh, I mean, but it we've was got a squeal. 
It was not a squeal. It was was... a a screech, or I don't know what you'd call it. Jack Jack was there. John was there. We got people that witnessed this. It was definitely high-pitched. I'm just shocked you saw it in the first place. I mean, good eyes, I guess. When you've been, or when you were in the military for six years, you learned to look around things. You never know what's lurking behind that doorknob. Got to look out for the ladybugs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jack, there's also been an instance, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the second game of the year during football season, yeah, we were talking about ripping up this carpet because we were talking about renovating this place. And over in the corner next to the front door, I pull up the carpet because we were like, well, what's under this carpet? I'm like, here, I'll show you. It's just tile. I lift it up, and there's a snake. Oh, what kind of snake are we talking? It had stripes on it, and then it Ooh. crawled into the wall. And then we had to do a show in here an hour after that for two hours. So I spent three hours on pins and needles wow. looking around, nervous as can be, trying to do a radio show while also looking out for a snake. I don't understand a snake, but a ladybug's a little its a little much. You never know what it is. I didn't have my glasses on yesterday, dude. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. I was walking around blind. Marcus, you've had insect encounters in here. Yeah, there was one uh, pretty big-looking, uh, what's it called? Like uh, the earwig thing, I guess is what they're called. The, that was climbing along the curtain behind Brett when Cody was here during Talk Sports. That was fun watching him constantly looking around trying to figure out where it was there's been what was uh, he doing looking for sister jean probably <laughs> there was also a hornet in here one time during the drive get your oh, spider, that was scary. you get your spiders from time to time the spiders and i have a fear of those so that's always fun um what else have i seen in here i guess i saw a grasshopper in here once i've seen a praying mantis before yeah well we won't have to worry about this place much longer right I hope not. (laughs) Marcus, what are you most confident in tonight's game versus LSU? Uh, Just the home atmosphere. Uh, LSU is two and five on the road. They're not, they're not very good. The two wins at home or on the road were against Wake Forest. And I had it up. Thank you. Mm -hmm. A&M. So I, I think the home atmosphere is something that can be extremely confident in. We're minus the South Carolina game. We're, typically very very good at home um something that you don't really have to con- be concerned about with thompson bowling at food city um that's how you enjoyed that one the, the way you looked at me the tommy bowl um so yeah i i, f- I feel confident in the home atmosphere i think it's it's going to be a rocking place it's always going to be rocking because this team is very good and especially after the performance we had from the team as a whole against Kentucky I think our fans are excited about this game uh, it wasn't just one guy finally it felt like everyone was stepping up and, and being a part of the the point atmosphere uh, despite rebound leads or steals at least or assists whatever like everyone was scoring in that Kentucky game and that's what you want um, mm-hmm. you don't want to just rely on Dalton Connect to have a good game you want your entire team to play well and no, because when you rely on Dalton Connect solely you end up having what you had last week against South Carolina yeah, you know, having one guy that's going for 31 points, and he's got a cold streak in that as well. You know, he didn't do well yeah. at the start of the second half. Really didn't do anything until about the last, what, six, seven minutes of the game. Yeah. And then we didn't even play Vescovy through the last seven, eight minutes of the game when he yeah. was the only other guy that could really put the ball in the hole. Really, he was the only one that could throw a rock in the ocean at that point or in the Tennessee River. Yeah, that's that's just something that as, as any basketball team, you, you want to have consistency from your entire unit because <laughs> – Look, when March Madness comes along, when, when the tournament happens, you want Connect to be able to dominate some of those games, sure. But 
if you really want to get to the Final Four, if you really want to make an impact and get deep into the playoffs, you you need every guy to step up and every guy to be a part of it. Because, I mean, think about, I'm trying to remember what games there were where it was like Vescovy could hit every single three and then by the next game he was missing every single three. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what just happened? I mean, towards the end of the year last year, it really seemed like you know, Tennessee was having the same issue that the Miami Heat have had of, as of late. It's like, okay, well, Jimmy's going to be consistent. Oh, well, Tyler Hero is going to go for 30. Okay, well, what did Bam Adebayo do? Well, he went for two. Well, Bam Adebayo had a good game. What did Duncan Robinson do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan went for two. Well, Duncan Robinson just scored 25 points. What did Jaime Hawkes do? Uh, he went for about three points. I mean, th- that's the thing is, like, last year we had so many games in which one guy would be on and then nobody would do anything. M- Mississippi State on the road last year is the prime example. You know, Zakai Ziegler – you know, everyone was like, well, he had to play 40 minutes. Barnes played him for 40 minutes. Well, here's the thing. He had to play 40 minutes because he was the only one that could get anything done. Like, yeah. And that's the unfortunate part about this. And, you know, if you get in these slumps, you have everybody on the team that's not playing well. You have one guy that's just go, 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 making everything happen. And everyone's like, well, he's playing too many minutes. But you can't take him out of the game. Yeah. That, no. That's the one thing that concerns me for tonight. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, yeah, um, I saw that LSU leads the SEC in turnovers per game, so I think that's something mm-hmm. we should probably be able to take advantage of. That home court advantage that Marcus was talking about will be huge. The fans will definitely be rocking. Um, and, yeah, getting those turnovers will hopefully lead to easy offense and, uh, you know, get our guys in a groove. And I think we cover tonight. That would be mm-hmm. probably one of my bets. I'm I'm going with the cover. Oh, boy. Jack is taking I, Tennessee minus 13 and a half. I think what we're all really wondering is, because I think we expect Kai and, and Connect to have pretty solid games. Uh, I think it's, again, it's the, the other guys, you know. Everybody, you know, has gotten on Josiah James because of his inconsistencies, like to not score hardly at all and then drop a 26. You want to see if, you know, guys stay in rhythm and – are involved in the offense, you know, and just not standing around and watching Connect and, and Ziegler and hopefully Vescovy's still knocking down some shots, you know. Get some of your – maybe you can get some of the bench guys more involved, uh, you know. Maybe we do see Carr a little bit again and or DeLeon or Estrella. Just maybe you can get to a point in the game where you're comfortable in a lead and some guys can get some, some minutes and <clears throat> might help you down the stretch. You never know when you're going to need these guys. Uh, the Walker to continue to be aggressive uh, the way he was against Kentucky. So, I mean, I, I just don't want to see a letdown. That's my biggest concern. Like I said, you saw these other teams come off massive wins, and then they laid an egg. I mean, Carolina was at home. I mean, Kansas was at least on the road losing to a rival, which is you would think you'd get up for. But watching Carolina lose to a, a subpar Clemson team last night was a little shocking, and and, and it puts a little – and hopefully we saw that, and Barnes can be like, look, you know, you can't take anybody lightly in this conference because you can go out and lose. And we've seen that firsthand at Mississippi State and yeah. at home against South Carolina. You have. So. 100%. And, of course, North Carolina dropping game to Clemson last night. I mean, I don't know if you all saw the beginning of that game, but Clemson was just on fire yeah, to start that game. that happens, too. I mean, that could happen to us. It very know? well could. I mean. Like we, did, we jumped on Kentucky early, and that helped us tremendously. It did. I mean, Clemson, they were up at one point in the first half. You know, right as the game started, I think we're maybe like four or five minutes in. Right. And they were up 17-4 to four yeah. on North yeah. Carolina at yeah. the Dean Dome, which was, yeah. I mean, just crazy to see. But, I mean, that's a part of that, you know, big win hangover, yeah. you know, that North Carolina might have had. You know, they had a big win oh, yeah. against Duke yep. on Saturday. 
And it's like, well, who like what are they going to do? Are they going to bounce back and yeah. keep things rolling? Came out sluggish. They came out sluggish. They had a big game hangover. Yeah. Let's call it like it is. Yeah. And hopefully that does not happen tonight. Tennessee coming off a big win at Rupp Arena this past Saturday. Stay with us. Mark the tape with Marcus Young. Coming up next, right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm... G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. It is time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus, what we got? Hello, Jake. Hi. Uh, Obviously, uh, we've talked about the NFL Pro Bowl. Uh, I wish to speak upon the NBA All-Star Games and everything that's a part of that. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it anymore. The... Dunk contest isn't as exciting anymore. Probably the best that when we mentioned it, the probably the last time it was worthwhile was when uh, we had uh, Blake Griffin jumping over a car. That was probably the last memorable dunk contest this year. I don't know. Mac McClung had some good ones last year. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You got uh, in this year's. You got Mac McClung, I guess, defending his title. Jalen Brown, who's clearly just going to win it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Jacob Toppin. And Jamie Jacquez Jr. That's your your lineup for your uh, Jaime Jacquez. Yeah, I want to give him a little French. Um, <laughs> he's uh, like this. This group doesn't inspire anything because no. unless they plan on doing some extravagant things like Blake Griffin did, which I don't know about the other three guys. Love Jalen, but doesn't really have the personality to go for some crazy car jumping stunt. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Did you like the car jumping? The car jump thing? Oh, that was so cool. Did you think it was? Oh, it was so cool. Oh, with Baron Davis just hanging out the sunroof? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pretty sweet. It was pretty cool. Uh, There's ways you can make it fun. I mean, I think Dwight Howard tried to do the Shaq thing with the Superman. Well, and Aaron Gordon kept bringing out the mascot. And he was doing stuff Aaron, like uh, hoverboard. Yeah. That that's the best one I've ever seen. Was yeah. Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon going at it? That yeah, was, that year was pretty good too. I was, forgot about that one. That one's the best ever in uh, my mind. At least with the uh, the three point contest, mm-hmm. you've got Steph going to be a part of it. Yeah, Dame. Dame's going to be a part. of it. I think uh, Halliburton. I think is going to be. Yeah, a part of it too. and uh, the guy at Cleveland, uh, Mitchell. I think is in it as well. And there was talk about a, a girl or something being there. I think for Steph, but I don't know if that's. Going to work or not? No, Laurie Markkinen's in the NBA. I think you know you just probably saw oh, the no. first name and thought. <laughs> I know Laurie Markkinen. No, I think yeah. uh, I think the three point contest yeah. should be fun. You've got the best player when it comes to three point shooting in it. Mm-hmm. Like that should at least be entertaining and see if somebody can make that interesting. The celebrity all star aspect of it. I hate that. It's going to be the what Shannon Sharp versus Stephen A. Like that's like that's Peyton's what, assistant, Peyton Manning. He'll be his, he'll assi- be, his assistant, Shannon Sharp's assistant coach. Oh, I thought you were just saying Peyton Manning's <laughs> assistant is no, be I was, part of they, it. They just announced who was in the game. I, I uh, just, why don't we do a celebrity boxing match, like a celebrity versus a player? Like Shannon, yeah, they've done that with YouTube stars, and it's kind yeah. of no. I want to see Shannon Sharp and Dylan Brooks go at it. <laughs> oh. LeBron and Dylan Brooks. I'd rather see yeah, Shannon, that'd be good too. Shannon Sharp, uh, Sharp and 
John Morant's dad. I think that's what I'd rather see that matchup. That'd be more Somebody fun. Might punch Stephen A. Be nice. I just think I'd rather see Skip get punched. Um, oh well, yeah, I, both of them. <laughs> oh, you, and you know I can't stand Skip Bayless. Yeah. I, I think I just think the NBA All Star thing is pointless, and also the whole weekend they like. Trey Young should have been a part of it from the get-go. He shouldn't have I been a, a late substitution. Yeah, I agree. And it feels like the league just doesn't – he's too flashy and he's just not on a good enough team, which is ridiculous. Like, if you're a good enough player, you should, should be a part of it from, from the get-go. I don't know if two players should go from each team. I mean, maybe they, maybe Jalen and, and – um, Well, Tatum obviously should be there. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I don't know – yeah, Tatum's definitely an all-star. Yeah. And Jalen Brown's played what well, obviously has been great as well. I mean, but I'm just saying I mean, the only way to get, like, uh, Trey Young in there is to not take yeah. two from a team. Like, I don't think Anthony Davis, although he's a great player and he's been pretty good, I don't think he was an all-star this year. Which leads to my next point. <clears throat> Every all-star, Pro Bowl, whatever, mm -hmm. stop being inclusive. I don't want a player from every team. If they're not good enough, they shouldn't be there. Agreed. That that to me is the most slap in the face to any player that actually is good. Now, if a star doesn't want to go, for example, I saw someone going in on Sidney Crosby because he wasn't there for the the player draft because right. he was out in Montana enjoying his R and R. Yeah, if he doesn't want to go, then don't make him and have a substitution from somewhere else. If LeBron James wants to try to coach up Bronny to be potentially better and maybe get drafted, let him go do that. Don't you don't have to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, no offense to Derrick Henry, but there was no one on this Titans team that I felt was <laughs> Pro Bowl worthy. No. There's no one. A part of the was do my eyes deceive me? He was wasn't he was second in the league in Russian? Was Minshew a part of the Pro Bowl? Why is there a Minshew at a Pro Bowl? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't have been. There are many better quarterbacks in the league. That is, to me, the most ridiculous aspect. Like, out of the 30, what is it, 32 teams? 30 teams? Yeah. I mean, 32. there were a lot of backups this year that were starters. I mean, a lot of the starters that normally are starters were hurt, you know? So, uh, they, I they mean, Minshew got them within a game of the playoffs, though, they right? Were, they were they were closer That's than That's Pro Bowl worthy? They were, in quotations, hurt. I mean, I feel like if you're going to take a team that was terrible almost to the playoffs, I mean, that's, that's pretty that's, good. That's Pro Bowl worthy? What were his numbers? I'd have to look at it. But I mean, but I could probably tell you, like, is it not good to almost get to the playoffs what, in the what NFL? You get? you get three quarterbacks per side. Is that right for the Pro Bowl? Is it three quarterbacks? I, I mean, Baker, get, Baker went. Do you probably have a problem did. with Baker going? I mean, no, at this Baker, point, Baker at this point, it's well. not a real football game. So I mean, it doesn't matter if you I'd get three or four or five. Who had better numbers, Baker or Gardner? If we're going purely AFC, let's say you get three quarterbacks. I assume that's what it is. I can name you three quarterbacks that belong there more than he does in the AFC. Just yeah. saying. So there, there's that, that aspect. You don't have to be inclusive. And it leads me to my third point on this topic. Put it back before, like, put it back after the Super Bowl. Because I don't care about it beforehand. The Pro Bowl used to be right after the Super Bowl. That was more entertaining at that point. And they were in Hawaii. You had, you had all the true Pro Bowlers there. Tom Brady was there. Yeah. He got to be a part of it. Why is it before? Just because you want an extra week to prepare for the Super what, Bowl? You, that's let, all? Let me ask you this. Would you want – because all the other All-Star games are middle of the season, right? That's another one. Wouldn't, would you want it to be halfway it's through? It's harder. It's harder for football than it is for the But if you're going to do flag football. Because you've got – Unless you do a permanent buy. Yeah. Because the but, other issue is you have – the other leagues have 82 games or – yeah, I think all – 
baseball does 82 as well, right? Baseball does 162. 162. Okay. Well, who knew? Yeah. So, so you've got three leagues that do 80 plus, and you have football that does 16 or 17 now. So it would be harder to do it in the middle of the, of the week unless you did flag football, but then again, you could still potentially. But it just counts know, as a bye week for all something. the teams, right? I mean, unless you go, but if it's just going to be a skills and you know flag football i don't think that's very taxing to and me, it gives a, a, most most of the league free time like most of the players in these other leagues do some r and r i mean and you I could ex, you could extend the season you're, i just don't want it right before the super bowl i think that's silly because then you're you're missing out on you know the guys that truly should be a part of it like a george Kittle, a christian mccaffrey uh well, brock purdy some guys, well, that's what on, I'm saying. If some you guys that, on the other team that I don't know. Yeah, I think you could do two. You could do a midseason guys. Mm, that's it, too many. But two? it can be, But a Pro Bowl can be different from an All Star game. Two Pro Bowls. Because uh, guys are great midway through the season that des- deserve some recognition, right? I mean, and then they struggle at the back end. The midseason mingle. Yeah. Midseason. I think you like could do. I think thing. it'd be yeah. cool. I think it'd be cool to see. I don't Haven't know. Have you seen what's going on in Arkansas? <sighs> too much. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just uh, jump on this one real quick before I head back to basketball, but specifically college football or college basketball. Um, real quick, uh, 49ers are gonna win the Super Bowl. I have to stick with what I said. I'm gonna keep talking about it. Oh they're go- they're gonna win it, especially after hearing how many 49er fans were there during the media day. <laughs> they're gonna show up. It's gonna feel like a home field advantage for the 49ers. They get to be on the field. And, uh, yeah, huh? They get to be on the field and like tackle Mahomes and. Uh, Kelsey and stuff that makes a huge difference. No, but the 49ers defense is is pretty darn good. I, I don't know if you're aware. Oh, well, of San that. Francisco hasn't been very often, so uh, you know Kansas was... City can book tickets usually well in advance. Can they? Yeah, I mean for can the they? last five years we've had the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 49ers were there in t- 2019. That's kind of like if you're an Alabama fan in football, you refinance your transmission to go buy yourself a college football playoff ticket. If you're a Kentucky fan, you refinance your transmission to go get a Tennessee ticket. Or an SEC tournament ticket, or a Final Four ticket. You refinance your transmission at about thirty-six percent interest over the course of ten years. You can afford to go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even know how to go into this. Just move on to your next. Yeah, uh, (laughs) college basketball. Obviously, we saw some interesting things happen. Uh, North Carolina went down at home versus Clemson. Mm -hmm. Um, UConn, even though they did win their game. Uh, I felt like it was closer than it should have been against Butler, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think some of these top teams are frauds. Mm. I think North Carolina, we'll start with the top five, shall we? Connecticut, I don't think they're frauds. I think they're actually mm-hmm. pretty decent, but I don't have a lot of faith in them. Purdue, fraud. They have a seven-foot-something guy. <laughs> that's all they've got. And I don't know if you saw, but I think they recruited another one. Another one that's going to come in is like mm. seven four or whatever. No. Like that's they just want one tall guy and they think that gonna, that makes them number two in the league. No, no, they're frauds. North Carolina fraud, eighteen and four, ten and one in the conference. Sure, we played them. They they seem pretty decent at the time, <laughs> but I think they're frauds after losing to Clemson. How do you lose to Clemson at home? Come on, North Carolina, Kansas frauds. They are eighteen and five, six and four in the conference. They're six and four in the conference, and that's yeah. your number four team in the country. That's insane to me. <laughs> Houston at number five, nineteen and three, six and three. Frauds. <laughs> I don't have any faith in Houston actually doing anything. They might make it to the Sweet Sixteen this year, but I don't believe Houston is going to make any kind of damage. 
at all in the upcoming tournament. Well, the reason they get so much hype is because of how well they've done in recent memory, but you also have to remember they were playing in the American Athletic Conference. They weren't playing top-tier talent. They were not playing top-tier talent. They were playing mid-teams at best, and they ended up losing only, what, one or two games last year? Mm-hmm. That's why they have the hype that they have. I'll tell you a team that I actually have some interest in going forward in the tournament, despite their loss to Purdue uh, and being number 11 is Wisconsin. We obviously played them, but we have a good idea of what kind of team they are. They're a good team. I think Wisconsin is going to make it to the lead Eight this year. That's my hot take on that. I think that's going to be a team that's going to shock some people. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get a high seed. They'll probably be, depending on how they do in their tournament, my guess is they're going to range between six and an eight seed maybe. That's where I'm thinking they're going to be at. But I think they're going to end up being a team that's going to make some damage in the postseason and make it to the Elite Eight. Um, I think they're a much better team than what their record shows. I, I I like this team a lot. I mean, they beat Michigan State, beat Minnesota and Indiana, beat Ohio State, Northwestern, Nebraska, Iowa. They went on a win streak for a while. Um, their big losses right now, obviously, to us, they lost to Providence. Lost to Arizona, Penn State, an overtime game against Nebraska, and then Purdue. But they're coming back today against Michigan, and I like them against Michigan, even on the road. All right. Include that in your picks. No, I don't make picks. You're making picks. That is coming from the boss. I don't think God told me to do that. I said the boss. Higher power. Wait, hold on. The boss. I don't think Bruce Springsteen has a number directly to me. Would you like me to have the boss man call in? You have Bruce Springsteen's number? How did you get Bruce's number? I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about... Well, he's the boss, though. I'm talking about the owner, manager, president, and CEO of Fan Run Radio. Vince McMahon? Does Vince McMahon have a thing to do with Fox Sports Knoxville? He might. I don't know. Like, did we... Maybe he's like a a secret... That's not the word I'm looking for. Like, the... the Vince McMahon was the CEO and chairman of the board. For the WWE. Yeah. Colin Cowherd will call in if you don't make this. <laughs> make that happen. I'd love to give him a piece of my mind, that idiot. <laughs> Colin makes the worst. He has, he worst has a show right after us that airs from 12 to 3 every day, Marcus. I'm well, Yeah, but you go in on Bear, who has a show after Colin. That's not Bear's show. That's Russell Smith's show. I'm just saying he's on a show, and he you go after him. I'm allowed you to go after You just called people. Skip Bayless, and idiot isn't he on part of the... Oh, yeah, you That's said true. that, too. You agreed with me on that one. So, yeah. I hate Skip Bayless. No, I'm just saying. I'll I, mean, be, I cannot stand Skip Bayless. All I'm, I'm pointing can, out man. all I'm pointing out is that, you know, Colin, fine, he has takes that I feel like are way hotter than and mine. And that is Mark the Tape with Marcus Young, presented by nobody. <laughs> Stay with us. Not yet. Captain Crunch, reach out. The G.I. Jake Show marches on. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach 
with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality design and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. Axel is looking to expand the... Final segment, hour number one here on the G.I. Jake Show. We're going to open up the phone lines for the next two segments, 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop on with us. Polish Joe is up first today. What do you say, Poli? How we doing, Jen? Good. Everyone doing well? Yeah. Happy to hear from you, Poli. Been a few days. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? doing good man i just ordered my t-shirt this year oh yeah what's it what's that that um i i bought the t-shirt already that we scored 100 at rup not many have done it just like last year the shirt you know i just i've been wearing the shirt last year that that i bought was we we beat gonzaga in a scrimmage why don't we quit Let's hang a banner, guys. That's what Polish I want. Joe, I've got I an idea. How about we, we start a website? and I want to hang a banner, Jake. Okay, well, we can make you a banner as well. You can do that at SM Athletics where you get top-notch quality <laughs> logo solutions for every customizable product. Hang it right out in your front yard, Poli. Put it on a fat head. Yeah, there you go. I'm tired of these, you know, and everyone, everyone says I'm a, a negaval and all this stuff, but I'm tired of these. It was great, dude. It was so great that we hit some shots. But I mean, what? When, when, when's the next time you think Zakai and Josiah will get twenty six in the game? I, I don't hopefully know about tonight. Josiah, but Ho- hopefully tonight. But I mean, this team goes Zakai goes uh, Zakai. He might have one or two more twenty point performances in him this year. Uh, uh, Marcus, you hey. know the the checklist Marcus was doing about frauds, bro. Did he? Did he say that every team that beat us this year is a fraud? What team was we lost to? Purdue, North Carolina, Kansas. Yeah, they're frauds. Sorry, Kansas is six and four in their conference. You think that they deserve to be in the top five, going oh. six and four? He's making this a negative Are towards they, us. That's the difference. In, there's a difference between being in the top five or being a fraud. They beat us head to head, Marcus. But they're six and four in their conference. They, you think that that means they're not frauds? 
South Carolina a fraud? Did I say South Carolina was a fraud? <laughs> Is Loyola Chicago, Oregon State? Oh I mean, God. you want to talk about fraud. Oh, my God. So you're, you're bringing fraud? past teams into it. How does that work? We're talking about this year. These games happened more than 12 months ago. I'm sorry. Kansas lost to Kansas State. Someone who is unranked. And you, and Kansas look- beat us. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying they you lost call, a- all the teams you call them frauds beat us. Yeah, We lost to Wyoming in football in 2008. We're frauds. We're frauds. We are, Jake. No, we're not. Polish, we you said you said people... They get something done. Paul, you, call, you said that people call you negative. Well, what would you consider yourself? Because you're not a positive all. There is video. Is this this is Brett, right? Yes. There is video at a watch party in that Grant Grant Williams year in Purdue, where I was flipping people over my head when we went to, when when we took that lead when we were down nineteen. I didn't know you used Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm serious. I was the biggest biggest fan, but my heart and my mind has been. Smashed over and over and over. Con- congratulations. You flipped some people off a few years ago. He didn't flip talk- them off. He flipped them over his head. Oh, yeah. whatever. I, we're talking about In this celebration, year. celebration, you, you little baby lamb. We're talking about this year. <laughs> we're talking about this year. How 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 is Kansas not a fraud? They're six and four in their conference. They I, beat us, man. So they beat they us. Oh, fraud. they beat oh, us. Oh, good lord! How wonderful. Purdue's got a seven foot five guy. That's all they've got. Hey, Jake. Hey, Polly. My my uh, since we let uh the baby lamb do his fraud list, let me give you my top two. Okay. You and Marcus, they belong together. Marcus, he said you should go back to the view. The baby lamb deserves the view again. Um, I'm sorry that you can't understand that this year is different than last year or the beginning of the season is different than the season now in February. Like, that was back in what, November? November is different than February. Wouldn't you agree that November is different than March? Like, isn't those two different times when it comes to basketball? You play a little different. You learn what you're good at. Is Is that not how this works? Point being, <laughs> cool. Okay. Talk is cheap. You can't when a team when these teams beat us head to head. No one in the right mind can call them a fraud. Is it better to lose to a top five Kansas team, Purdue team, uh, Carolina team, or to lose to I don't know just a random non conference team like they've lost to though, like Kansas State. Like Carolina just West did Virginia. it at home, Kansas lost to Clemson. Lost to West Virginia too. Yeah, so I'm just saying our losses are pretty much the top 15 teams in the country. There's no shame in that, and you know they don't get anything for beating us when they did. So we might see them again in March, and we take care of business. Guys, the other thing that I'm I'm looking at, and I don't know if anyone's brought it up. I I don't really follow much recruiting, but I looked at next year's uh, recruits. And we have one player in the top hundred, and he's like forty-six, a six-foot-four guard. I mean, there's, there's, if if it doesn't get done this year, man, I mean, it's not looking good. It, it's time. The point being is, we have the team. We got the guy that can bring us home. 
it's time for Bruins to cash in or cash out, <laughs> a.k.a. Jeeker. <laughs> I've had enough of that. Thank you, Marcus. Let's keep things rolling. Poor guy. Phil is up next. Oh, goodness. What do you say, Philly? Why sorry? Why sorry, Jack? Billy! We're, we're trying to think. <laughs> What's going on there? My voice about to go away here in Poli. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, oh, Poli, he, uh, he's on, he he's was on. making some sense, and then he stopped making sense, so we had, to, had to keep <laughs> things rolling. Well, I mean, until we do it. I mean, there is always doubt. A lot of doubt, really. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's thing is like, you know, we were talking yesterday about how this is a Final Four capable team, but the fact of the matter is, is there's a Tennessee curse. It doesn't matter who the coach is, whether it's Barnes, whether it's it's Pearl, whether it's Jerry Green, Wade Houston, Ray Mears. We just cannot get to a Final Four. You know, it's kind of like yeah. the Cubs in baseball. Just couldn't get to a World Series forever. Well, I don't have no problems with losing the Carolina on their home floor and then losing to Purdue and uh, and Maui. Kansas yeah. on, a, on a neutral floor and then both close games. My biggest problem is losing to Mississippi State and losing at home in South Carolina. Those were uh, those were not good losses. That Mississippi State loss, that one really stung because you know they'll they'll show some talent. They're every a tourney now. team. I think they are, but I mean they were in the bracket yesterday when we read it out. They were, they were, but I mean South Carolina, you know, that's one just not putting up a lot of points, playing uncharacteristic basketball. That's the one that really got me. That's the one where I was like, really, what are we doing here? How we look flat. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yep, I'll I'll, okay. I'll give the SEC losses as being frustrating, but like, mm-hmm. like when I'm talking about those upper teams being frauds, like I'm literally looking at Kansas losing to UCF, West Virginia, Iowa State, and Kansas State at home. By the way, Kansas State was at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm calling them frauds. Is because yeah, we played them on a neutral site floor at the beginning of the year in November. Totally different basketball at that time. If we played Kansas now. I think we beat Kansas now. You got to get past Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, I don't. It'd be tough. Can Jonas A. do handle West Virginia can do it. Well, you know, our losses this year, all the teams had good physical inside presence. This is true. Every one of them. Yeah. That's what scares you come to tournament time. There's not see a Walker becoming a forcer in there. Of course, he's got five fouls. He might as well use all of them. I mean, that's he knows the, how to do it. I mean, that's the thing. If if he's going to use all of his fouls, let him do it. If he's going to rough somebody up, let well, him do it. He just doesn't need to do it like reaching in, right? Like at the top of the key when he's hedging out or whatever that he's been doing. No, if you're going to do bit. it, put a body into somebody. And that's what he does. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, probably is right, or was it Jake uh, said we're going as far as uh, Ziegler takes us? Yeah, that was uh, was you, wasn't it? That was me because I mean. You, know, you see it time and time again. This team goes as Zakai goes. If he's playing well, he's dishing the ball around, and he can you know, facilitate everything when he's bringing the ball up. You know, If Dalton Connect is having a good night, he's going to find him, and he's going to get him the ball. If he's having a good night and they start to double-team him, triple-team him, whatever they do, he's smart enough to get the ball to somebody else. He's smart enough to get it to a Vescovy or a Mayshack or Adu, whoever's in the game. Aren't you, know, you, but aren't you confident that you're going to get it from Ziegler and yeah. Connect on the – so it should be like your Vescovy and your James that you guys should be looking at more, right? That's who you worry about. No, but you got to hope that Ziggler don't have a bad night. If Ziggler has a bad night, you're beat. Yeah. I mean, we saw that against South Carolina. Well, everybody had a bad night that night. It wasn't just Ziggler. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, you got to get something out of Triple J. You can't get, you know, two or three points and 
you know, got 26, won or well, I mean, we've won game. games when he's gotten two or three points, though. Yeah, we've lost a, a lot of games. We had, didn't do much, though. Well, we lost, what, four or five games this year? Lost five. I mean, he was your and best player against Purdue. And he, was, he was your best player against Purdue and, uh, and Kansas. He was your best player in Maui. Triple J was your best player in Maui. I would say he was our most consistent best player in Maui. Well, Dalton a- Connect was was dealing with cramping, so he didn't really do anything. Ziegler Ziegler was he didn't he, he was the leading scorer. I mean, Adu we saw it. Adu got pushed around, bullied. I mean, so well, it and wasn't something him. else to look at too is the fact that you know Triple J before conference play started. You know, we were sitting here talking. You know, whether it be this show <laughs> or my old show, how you know he had probably finally started to show some consistency, which is all we had wanted from him. He didn't have to be the best player on the floor. We just wanted some consistency. And you started to get that, and then all of a sudden it tailored off once conference play started. Well, Connect well, started going off. <laughs> is there anything that happened on that NCAA crap yesterday? I didn't, you know, I heard it. we didn't get this, but it looks promising in that. I mean, good Lord, what is it? So on the 13th, uh, I guess they're having the official hearing or whatever. Yeah. We... Tried to get a temporary restraining order against the NCAA to get us through signing day, which nobody – we're not signing anybody on signing day. I don't think anybody – I didn't even know it was today, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like signing day proper is what this is supposed to be. Um, I mean, everybody that – The old signing day is what you're saying, right? Yeah, signing day proper. So, (laughs) that's uh, that's the thing of the past, which is why we should probably call it the old signing day. Early signing period – is the new official period because that's when everybody goes ahead and gets everything done. I really think they need it. They're going to have an uh, early signing period. They need to have it before the football season starts. If people know where they want to go, and then have it like in February again, because well, all these damn schools are going to flood the market with stuff, and then some schools won't have scholarships to pick up, or you know, are they? You know, we'll build a fort. People's going to be stuck without going somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, you see the transfer portal. I mean, you see a lot of guys enter the portal, and then a lot of those guys don't even find a new home. Exactly. Then after spring practice, there's going to be some more flood of uh, transfers. Yeah. I mean, that's how we picked up Lynn J. Dixon. Never never ending cycle. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we picked up Lynn J. Dixon for three days. Well, I guess it's four hours till the view comes on. See, <laughs> appreciate the phone call, Philly. Stay with us. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two of the GI Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers.